0: Thank mm-hmm. Welcome back to Talking Paranormal. Matt, how's it going, buddy?
1: Man, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How about yourself?
0: Uh, I'm... <laughs> Dude, some i am Outside
1: technical difficulties.
0: Right, well, we've had some technical difficulties. I'm down with the sickness again. <laughs> uh, I just can't catch a break, man. It seems like every two weeks I get sick. My daughter brings me home something from daycare. I think it's a, con- a government conspiracy to keep me down. <laughs> uh but uh, I'm super excited about this subject we got going on tonight because it's something that I know you and a couple of other people have mentioned in the chat, and uh, I just don't know much about it. I didn't even realize it was the thing, which is crazy because uh, I feel like I have a pretty good grasp on all the ancient civilizations and ancient mysteries and stuff, and um, I'm really curious about some mysteries involving the Grand Canyon. Um, I know that uh, you have mentioned... And like I said, other people have mentioned um, ancient Egyptian artifacts and hieroglyphics found in the Grand Canyon. What do you know about that? What do you know? I don't.
1: I don't know a whole lot beyond that. Because frankly, ADD. I I learned something, (laughs) and I just and I was like, "Huh, that's neat," and then just moved on. (laughs) Okay.
0: Um, This is going to be a fun show then, because. I'm not quite sure what to expect. I didn't even have a specific video. So, Matt, I'm going to need your help um, figuring out which one we're going to watch. So, (laughs) let me... uh, Yeah, it's going to be interesting. There's a couple... uh, I don't know if... um, Well, there's actually a a Wi-Files video on it. But uh, let's pull up uh, the YouTube feed and see what we got here, okay? So... Matt, I'm going to let you make the ultimate decision.
1: All right, all right, all right. Let's see here. We got some whitewater rafting. Fucking white people. Um,
0: <laughs> so the first one we got here is uh, what just emerged at the Grand Canyon shocks the world.
1: So I'm going to say the lizard man face was just added to get people to click. I yeah. guarantee I guarantee you that's not actually in the video. Okay.
0: Um, no, you're down, absolutely right.
1: <laughs> scroll down just a hair. Okay. Added for shock value, they're not actually going to watch something. There's actually going to be in there. <laughs> um, Smithsonian cover up. Ooh,
0: so this is Wi oh, Fi.
1: God dang, he drew, drew me in. I, know, I don't know, man. I was a little unimpressed with his Wi Fi last week, but
0: yeah,
1: I mean, he just what's the word I'm looking for here? He's a little bit of a know it all. Like, I know this is the right answer, but what yeah. are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, he leaves a he leaves a lot of uh, open ended stuff.
1: I think it's the fact he was talking shit on Ghost Adventures, but then he used a lot, a <laughs> lot of their footage.
0: He did, he did. And I was like, "Oh,
1: if they're so shitty, why are you using all their footage to make your show go, buddy?"
0: <laughs> um,
1: man, let's do it. Let's go with the Wi files.
0: Okay, let's go with the Wi files then. Hold on one second. Uh,
1: Ashley, are we not showing up on YouTube? I thought I got a notification that we went live on YouTube. Yeah, we're on YouTube. We're on, both. we're on YouTube.
0: Uh, the problem was I, for some reason, it wasn't letting me, um, get the video live on Facebook, but we got that figured out temporarily. So we'll figure that out at another point. Um,
1: Am I laggy this time? I I just went ahead and jumped straight to my uh phone hotspot. Seems good to me. Okay, right
0: I'm, on. I'm actually gonna. Really quick, I need to delete uh, the message that I put on Facebook about not being able to stream to Facebook because we're streaming on Facebook right now, so that's good. Um, everywhere. (laughs) Everywhere where podcasts are not sold. Okay, Smithsonian cover-up. Here we go. Let me make sure that this has got sound. Dang. Whoa. I heard that. (laughs) That was freaking loud. Oh look at that!
1: <laughs> Walmart.
2: <laughs>
0: is it as loud for you as it is for me? This is like I mean, it's got some black. volume to it. Okay, you can still hear me.
1: Yeah. Want a second income stream? All right. Because if you can download it's an app, blasting from the me app out. Store, <laughs> then you can now build a go. passive six-figure income stream. All right, here we go. So let's learn about uh, hell, uh,
2: fine before the good. area was closed off for good. About 40 miles upriver from... Okay. In 1908, President Teddy Roosevelt wanted to declare the Grand Canyon off-limits to all timber and mining operations. It would take another 11 years for Congress to designate the Grand Canyon a national park. Sensing a final opportunity for adventure, explorer G.E. Kincaid took a boat down the Colorado River and through the Grand Canyon. The canyon was rich in minerals like gold, silver...
0: Really quick in the chat, um, I'm curious how many of you have heard of... uh, Grand Canyon mysteries like giants and ancient Egyptian artifacts and hieroglyphs um, in the Grand Canyon because it it's kind of something new to me
2: burn and copper and Kincaid wanted to see what he could find before the area was closed off for good. About 40 miles upriver from the El Tovar Crystal Canyon, Kincaid saw stains in the sediment formation about 2,000 feet up. He tied off the boat and got out to investigate. Kincaid couldn't find a trail. But after a short hike, he found something interesting covered in desert brush, steps, hundreds of them, carved in sandstone, steps that wound their way up to a high shelf on the side of the canyon. He followed the steps until he came across a cavern entrance, an entrance that was clearly man-made. Kincaid entered the cavern and turned on his flashlight. On the walls, he saw writing. But it wasn't English or Native American writing. It was ancient Egyptian hieroglyphics. Kincaid lifted his flashlight and saw that the tunnel ran far into the distance. He didn't realize it at the time, but this was only the beginning. When G.E. Kincaid tied off his small wooden boat to investigate the strange coloration of the rock wall, he was hoping to find clues that would lead him to a mineral deposit. He wasn't expecting to find hieroglyphics. When Kincaid noticed chisel marks in the walls, he drew his pistol, turned on another light, and slowly walked deeper into the gloom. He kept detailed notes of everything he saw.
3: The main passageway is about 12 feet wide, an hour into nine feet toward the farther end. About 57 feet from the entrance, the first side passages branch off to the right and left, along which on both sides are a number of rooms about the size of ordinary living rooms of today, though some are 30 by 40 feet square. These are entered by oval-shaped doors and are ventilated by round air spaces through the walls into the passages. The walls are about 3 feet 6 inches in thickness. The passages are chiseled or hewn as straight as could be laid out by an engineer. The ceilings of many of the rooms converge to a center. The side passages near the entrance run at a sharp angle from the main hall, but toward the rear they gradually reach a right angle in direction.
2: GE Kincaid now realized he was in a huge complex. He estimated that as many as 50,000 people could have lived here. In some rooms, he found granaries with shelves of glazed pottery, many of which still contained seeds. He found cooking areas and a huge dining hall. The rooms were full of ancient artifacts. Kincaid carefully wrapped a few small metal and ceramic objects for a later study. Another large room Kincaid described as an area for metalwork, a technology that should not have
3: existed in this area. Here are found tools of all descriptions made of copper. These people undoubtedly knew the lost art of hardening this metal, which has been sought by chemicals for centuries without result. On a bench running around the workroom was some charcoal and other material probably used in the process. There's also slag and stuff similar to Matt, showing that these ancients smelted ores, but so far no trace of where or how this was done has been discovered, nor the origin of the ore. G.E. Kincaid
2: explored the underground complex for several hours, still having no idea when this place was used, what it was used for, or who the builders were. Then he came across another large room, a crypt. The crypt had shelf upon shelf and row upon row of mummies, dozens of them. At this point, G.E. Kincaid realized that if he was going to explore...
0: Okay, it's kind of hitting me now just how fucking crazy this is.
1: (laughs) Dude, it's a wild wild ride, man. (laughs) Uh, I heard one thing. This is nuts. Uh, that uh, it, one theory is it was actually uh, fuck, I got gosh, shut the garage door, Then Hold on a second. Um, that was Alexander the Great's kid that brought this all this stuff over.
0: No shit.
1: Yeah, that was one theory. I'm not saying it's right.
0: Oh, man. The whole ancient civilization thing. Like, were they traveling around the world?
1: Fuck yeah, they were.
0: You know what I mean? And how? By ships? Bro, did they, 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 have...
1: expect, they expect us to believe that Vikings sailed over here on ships made out of balsa wood. I'm just yeah. saying.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's just It's And why the cover-up? Why would the government cover it up? You know what I mean? Oh, there wow. it
1: is. Cleopatra's kid. My mistake. My mistake.
0: Cleopatra's kid. But why would the government cover it up? Why would they not want us to know that there's a connection between ancient Egypt and... And the Grand Canyon—that's a question that I'd like answered. Uh, give me your theories in the comments.
2: Or um, this entire—what's
0: your theory, Matt? Why would the government do that,
1: bro? They don't want us to know shit. The problem is, how do you hide something in the Grand Canyon? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, like, I just like
1: uh, now, like you can stop rafting companies from going that far up and sure. what have you. You know what I mean? Like have a set set area you can do the whitewater rafting and everything. But I mean, all it's gonna take is like all it took was one person talking about it, and it got it got out there. And then what they expect when drones became privatized like they did? You know what I mean?
0: I just... With the amount of... Because I do believe the government controls a lot, of, if not all of the media. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, okay. A discovery like this. You know, how many people actually even know that this is even a thing? But a discovery like this would be huge. And the media storm would be amazing. And I imagine a lot of money would be made off of it. So I'm like, okay. You know, if... if money and power go together why would they what because, is so important that they would want to hide it instead because of because they,
1: they don't want us to realize that ancient civilizations had this kind of technology to travel like they did you know what I mean
0: yeah I, w- I wonder if it ties into aliens and that uh, maybe they don't maybe they want us to keep thinking that aliens constructed that shit so they can say oh you know down the line they can be like oh aliens have been visiting us for a very long time and now they're back to invade us and turn us into slaves. <laughs> I mean,
1: who knows, man? You know, whatever. Just let me keep building my cars and shit. Yeah. Why would
0: they Why would they want us not to know that ancient civilizations were far more advanced than we were look, led to believe?
1: Look, bro, I'm already a slave to corporate America. Like, <laughs> fucking, it just changing hands at this point. You know what I mean? Just let me keep building my cars and leave me the fuck alone. I'll, <laughs> I'll put together whatever you want to put
2: together.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I'm so curious. Like, why?
2: Your underground city? He was going to need help. G.E. Kincaid sent a few artifacts to the Smithsonian along with his notes of what he found. He requested financial and logistical support for what he felt was the most significant archaeological discovery ever made. The Smithsonian agreed. A few weeks later, Professor S.A. Jordan arrived with a team of about 40 scientists, researchers, and laborers to excavate and explore the ancient underground city. Now with more lights and manpower, The scientists realized that the cave system layout wasn't random, it was a symmetrical, deliberate design. The tunnels all led to a central chamber. In the chamber was a large statue of what Kincaid thought looked like Buddha. Like Buddha? Buddha.
3: what I say? Over a hundred feet from the entrance is the cross hall, several hundred feet long, in which are found the idol, or image, of the people's god sitting cross-legged with a lotus flower or lily in each hand. The cast of this face is oriental, and the carving this cavern. The idol almost resembles Buddha, though the scientists are not certain as to what religious worship it represents. Taking into consideration everything found thus far, it is possible that this worship most resembles the ancient people of Tibet.
4: No, I didn't think we were allowed to say Oriental. Are uh, we bringing that back?
3: Uh, we're not. This was written over a hundred years ago.
2: So. Oh, right. When we had freedom of speech. No, Oriental in this context just means Eastern. Ah. Because of this discovery, Kincaid's team started calling the complex the Citadel. The crypt is one of the bigger rooms discovered. Now, with enough light, Kincaid was able to fully describe
3: what he saw. The walls slant back at an angle of about 35 degrees. On these are tiers of mummies, each one occupying a separate hewn shelf. At the head of each is a small bench, on which is found copper cups and pieces of broken swords. Some of the mummies are covered with clay, and all are wrapped in a bark fabric. The urns, or cups, on the lower tiers are crude, while as the higher shelves are reached, the urns are finer in design, showing a later stage of civilization. It is worthy of note that all the mummies examined so far have proved to be male, no children or females being buried here. This leads to the belief that this exterior section was the warriors barracks. Kincaid, Jordan and the Smithsonian team explored
2: the entire cave complex. They were overwhelmed with evidence that this was not some faraway temple occupied by a few priests. This was a huge city lived in by thousands of men, women and children for hundreds or possibly thousands of years. The question nobody can answer was, who were they? By the end of the expedition, G.E. Kincaid and Professor Jordan's team had discovered hundreds of rooms, barracks, granaries, metalworking shops, temples, and many, many living quarters. Though most of the rooms were empty, Thousands of artifacts were found. They found swords and shields made of copper, bronze and a gray metal that scientists couldn't identify. They thought it looked like platinum. They found pottery, urns, utensils for cooking, small yellow stones called cat's eyes and large stone tablets, all engraved with hieroglyphics.
3: On all the urns or walls over doorways and tablets of stone, which were found by the image, are the mysterious hieroglyphics, the key to which the Smithsonian Institute hopes yet to discover. The engraving on the tablets probably has something to do with the religion of the people. Similar hieroglyphics have been found in southern Arizona. Among the pictorial writings, only two animals are found. One is of prehistoric type.
1: You're muted, buddy.
0: I was saying that's uh, that's crazy. Prehistoric type. What does he mean? They're talking about a dinosaur on there.
1: Probably is a dinosaur on there.
0: That's that's pretty pretty wild if you ask me. <laughs> um, extremely so. So interesting. If this is true, that might be one of the uh most amazing discoveries on American soil. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, for sure. That's uh <laughs> Like my mind's blown. Like I'm like is this true? This is crazy.
2: Even with all the relics and all the writing Kincaid and Jordan found, they were still no closer to determining who built the citadel in the Grand Canyon. They thought some of the statues looked Tibetan, but they weren't quite right. They thought the writing looked Egyptian. Again, that was.
0: Hold the fucking. (laughs) Dutch is coming, dropping some knowledge here. Uh, General John Wesley Powell, who led the first government funded passage. Through the Grand Canyon during his 1869 Powell Geographic Expedition, Powell was also the first director of the Smithsonian. Okay, man, so- I wish I I wish I knew more about the Smithsonian. I got to do some research. That place is so shady, shady as fuck, dude. Oh, they're motherfuckers. <laughs> you know what I mean?
2: Wasn't quite right. There were experts on site none of whom could identify the statues or translate any of the text. But there were two things that the researchers could agree on. One, the civilization that built the citadel was very advanced, far more advanced than the native tribes that occupied the area for a few thousand years. This now lost civilization worked bronze many years before the Bronze Age began. They understood division of labor and agriculture when every other society on Earth was presumably still hunting and gathering. These are discoveries that went against everything that was taught in mainstream archaeology and anthropology. A civilization like this shouldn't exist.
4: Oh, what was the second thing? What? Well, you said the eggheads agreed on two things. What was the second thing?
2: Right. They agreed that the civilization that built the citadel in the Grand Canyon didn't emerge there locally. This civilization arrived there from the other side of the world. (laughs) Kincaid and Professor Jordan sent boxes of artifacts and books full of notes and drawings Back to the Smithsonian, along with their hypothesis that an ancient civilization existed in the Grand Canyon thousands of years before Native Americans arrived in North America. These people were technologically advanced, educated, skilled, and spiritually complex. And these people originated somehow in Egypt or Asia. Kincaid wanted more resources and a larger team to help them research the Citadel and search the Grand Canyon for more evidence of this lost civilization. Their request was denied and G.E. Kincaid and Professor S.A. Jordan were never heard from again. A- In northern Arizona <laughs> is one of the most spectacular natural wonders on Earth, the Grand Canyon. Carved over millions of years by the Colorado River, the Grand Canyon is just a pretty landscape and a spot for tourists to take. Huh? What?
1: That was weird. Like, a frozen now all of a sudden he's explaining, explaining the backstory of the Grand Canyon.
0: That's weird. Oh, weird. It's we're nine minutes and thirty-four seconds in. Um yeah, this uh this is very, very interesting to me. Um I told you,
1: man, it's a wild tale.
0: The Smithsonian connection is very interesting. The fact that the guy who discovered this shit got disappeared. You know what I mean? He got suicided.
1: Got suicided. <laughs>
0: My god. <laughs> uh this is uh this is pretty crazy i'm enjoying this video yeah it's a good time take selfie have you seen john wesley powell have you seen this guy uh -uh. Uh, we'll show him at the end of the video he's a creep show or uh, google him right now just look at the guy (laughs) i'm like oh yeah he's he's shady as fuck (laughs) hang on everybody (laughs) look him
1: up in incognito mode What's this guy's name again? John George Powell? John Powell?
0: Uh, John Wesley Powell. John
1: Wick Four. I'm going down.
0: The Cosmos Club, huh? I'm trying to figure out the Cosmos Club. Oh like, shit!
1: Uh, you know what? That's an epic beard.
0: He de- he definitely has an epic beard, but he looks like a guy who uh, smokes off a pipe, and probably kills brown people. That's what it looks like. (laughs) Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, the Cosmos Club represents the history and prestige of Washington, D.C., bringing together individuals from creative, intellectual, and scholarly disciplines. Um, It's a private social club in Washington, D.C., but of course, and it was founded by that guy. Uh, Yeah. Of course. This guy's into some sketchy shit. (laughs) I actually didn't know about the Cosmos Club Dutch. That's interesting. Apparently, this is according to Dutch Guy's Garage, our friend Dustin. Apparently, Powell's expedition experienced a series of disasters, and this resulted in many of his notes being lost. (laughs) Interesting.
1: Lost.
0: The Arizona Gazette, April 5th, 1909. Um, Yeah, there's some, this guy's got some sketchy, sketchy shit going on. He's.
2: It's a place of deep spiritual significance for the people who've lived in the area. The Hopi, Navajo, Zuni, Apache, and several other tribes have lived around the Grand Canyon for several thousand years. They still do. Hopi mythology says that from the Grand Canyon, the first people of the world entered. The story says that many thousands of years ago, a reptilian race emerged. Lizard people. (laughs) <laughs>
4: hey, how many times do lizard people have to come up these stories before you believe in him?
2: I, I guess I'm going to need a few more.
4: Lizard people are going to keep popping up. You'll see.
0: Do we have any people in the chat that uh, are open-minded to lizard people? I'm curious. No judgment, I promise. Now, I'm not saying that I believe or don't believe, but, you know, we're uh, <laughs> we're balancing the line of batshit crazy and absolutely fucking impossible (laughs) but um you know anything is possible a thousand percent maybe right sure i don't know how maybe we should do a show about the theories of lizard people
1: (laughs) you know what yeah let's do it let's do that scott it's cheap answer (laughs) because i use it it's cheap answer
0: (laughs) lizard people
1: lizard people
0: that's one that I've never been able to get behind, but uh, I'm open minded. (laughs) Elon Elon Musk,
1: 110% lizard. You know what, man? I'm going to make a video of me like under a sheet with eyeliner. Leave Elon alone.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I
0: actually, there's this picture of Elon in like this this weird red and black costume. I'm sure people have seen it. And uh, somebody pointed out that on like the chest plate, it looks like Baphomet. (laughs) <laughs> like the satanic, the satanic dude, um, the half goat man. <laughs> I was like, "Huh?" And I saw the picture, and I was like, eh. <laughs> "So now I'm questioning Elon Musk." But we'll see. He's also somebody who says that uh, there's no evidence of aliens or UFOs. So I don't know if I believe him.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying, though. I really enjoy his work with Twitter and watching some folks have meltdowns over it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you know. The dude's a
1: master troller.
0: He is. That makes me wonder where he gets that mastery from. Maybe he's Lucifer himself. (laughs) I Maybe. He might be the Antichrist. You know what I mean? You (gasps) never know. Could you imagine? He could be the Antichrist making everybody get on his side. Like, oh, look at Twitter. I'm going to show you guys the truth. (laughs) You know, I don't know.
1: Well, I mean, (laughs) think about it. He does have a company that specializes in electric cars and those batteries specialize in child slave
0: labor. <laughs> I mean, you know, <sighs>
1: just saying.
0: thousands. No, 100%. This is a uh, Dutch brings up another interesting point. Why is there restricted airspace on the Grand Canyon for two miles? I'm sure they could come up with some, you know,
1: <laughs> there's an endangered desert tortoise. <laughs> actually, we dropped so many nuclear bombs in the desert. We are now worried about the tortoise.
0: Legislation, according to Dutch, was passed in 1987 that restricts the airspace over the Grand Canyon, along with only two other national parks, Yosemite and Haleakala. How do you say that? Haleakala. Okay. Supposedly to provide for substantial restoration of the.
1: Drum roll, please.
0: Native land. Oh, natural, natural quiet and experience of the park and protection of public health and safety from adverse effects associated with aircraft overflight.
1: But yeah, they can fly over my fucking
2: house.
0: <laughs> no shit. Oh, interesting. All right, let's continue this video. We got fourteen minutes left.
2: Years ago, a reptilian race lizard people lizard people emerged from the Grand Canyon and changed into humans. Lizard people are shapeshifters. That would seem to be true. Other Pueblo cultures, like the Zuni and the Acoma, have similar legends that there were people there before the tribes.
4: Lizard people legends?
2: Well, some legends say reptilians were there. Other legends say a race of giants were there. And there are rumors that skeletons of giants have been discovered all over the western United States. But the evidence has been suppressed. Suppressed by who? The Smithsonian. Of course. Something I've learned from doing the show is that all myths and legends do carry a little bit of truth. We already have evidence that people landed in North America before Columbus. The Vikings famously explored and settled parts of Newfoundland 500 years before the quote unquote new world was quote unquote discovered. And there's growing evidence that ancient Chinese explorers landed in North and South America before the Vikings. But landing on the east or west coast of America is one thing. Getting to the Grand Canyon is a whole other thing. How could people get there? And even if they could, how did they have the technology to excavate millions of tons of rock in order to build an entire underground city? Well, we may have known the answer to that question for a thousand years. (sighs) Traveling from Europe and Asia to America thousands of years ago was almost impossible. Almost, many brave people did it. But traveling to the Grand Canyon is a much more difficult task than landing on a California beach. To get to and build in the Grand Canyon requires technology. The Hopi have a very intriguing legend about the ant people. These are humanoid creatures that are smaller than humans with pale skin and large eyes like an insect. Aliens. According to legend, a series of cataclysms hit the Earth many thousands of years ago. Young Adryas. The Hopi were on the verge of being destroyed. A sky god emerged from what they called a moving star. UFO. The sky god brought the Hopi to the ant people who escorted them to underground caves for protection. The Sky God then got back into his moving star and flew off above the clouds. The Piute have a legend about the Havmusuves. They're usually described as being humanoid in shape with golden skin and large eyes. Aliens. They lived in a vast underground city and traded with faraway people. They possessed weapons that the Piot described as silver tubes that shot lightning and can kill a man instantly. Bases. And the most interesting part of the Hav Musuv legend, They supposedly flew silver canoes in the sky. UFOs. These craft made a humming. Er! Holy shit. Oh, man. I love this
0: show. (laughs) Oh, fuck. The craziness just keeps on coming. Either these people had amazing imaginations. Or. or... (laughs) (laughs) That should be another shirt. Just or question. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, It just keeps getting better and better, dude. Now we're talking about aliens? See, I, I just don't know. Are we not giving ancient civilizations enough credit? Or was there extraterrestrial intervention at play?
1: Well, I mean, from everything we've talked about with, like, the high council of extraterrestrials and whatnot is that the lizard people, a.k.a. the reptilian races view us as a food source and as their slaves. Whereas the rest of the high council or whatever you want to call them, believes that we're supposed to be babysat and looked after until we're advanced enough to travel through space. Yeah. So, (laughs) I don't know, man. It's, it's a, it's, it's, Marvel, Marvel actually described this the best. What we can view as high technology now would seem magical even 50 years ago.
0: Sure. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so say you have a – I mean it could be – here's what it could be like. It could be like, imagine what the undiscovered or the uncontacted tribes in the Amazon think of when they see a fucking airplane fly over. Or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. So imagine that the Native Americans of the United States were an uncontacted or undeveloped people. And then a advanced society moved in and set up shop.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: that would seem like some wild shit, wouldn't it?
0: No. I, my mind is just... It's kind of blown here cuz I'm just like I, I just don't know what to think anymore.
1: Hey, it's out there stuff, man.
0: I it mean, we're talking about like,
1: we're talking about a high level of out there stuff, you know?
0: Yeah. Like if we're talking about the conspiracy iceberg, like this is at the fucking <laughs> This is like the deep shit, you know what I mean?
1: Dutch is over there just going off. We'll do it we'll yeah. do an after show.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh For
1: all of you listening, go to the YouTube channel and just read through Dutch's notes.
0: <laughs> yeah, Dutch uh... Has a profound knowledge of this stuff. We need to bring him on the show again. Let me drop some knowledge. This uh this oh man, this is interesting. Cause it, you know, he brings up a good point. These ancient civilizations, let's just say they sailed to the United States, they find the Grand Canyon. That doesn't explain them digging out an underground city. <laughs> like hey
1: man, I'm just saying you moved to the desert and the scorching heat and everything. Bro, I'd figure out how to live in the... I'd figure out how to live underground with a... right next to a fucking river. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, think about... think about this. If you're an advanced civilization and you want to be undetected... I'm not sure I
0: understand. I don't understand either, Siri. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Say you... say you move... and you're an advanced civilization and you don't want to really be noticed a giant crack in the ground with a fresh water source flowing through it. Yeah. And going underground, so, I mean, you know they had lighting and everything in there.
0: Uh, I, my mind is kind of blown right now because I just don't know what to think. I'm like, how advanced were these ancient civilizations or was there really alien intervention? Um,
1: I don't know, man. It's It go uh, either way, really. That's the thing but, of it.
0: It's just a it's super mysterious, and I love it. <laughs> yeah.
2: ...sound and could maneuver like an eagle and move at great speeds. Most ancient cultures have a flood myth. They describe a global disaster that melted the ice caps and caused sea level to rise 400 feet. Entire cities were wiped out, maybe even entire continents. Atlantis. Most of these flood myths also talk about how, after the waters receded, a godlike people came down from the sky. These gods gave humans the gift of civilization and taught them things they had forgotten before the Great Flood things like writing, astronomy, and agriculture. Could the city in the Grand Canyon be evidence of this time in history? And if it is, why would anyone want to suppress it?
0: Exactly.
2: While the information in today's episode comes from two front page articles from the Phoenix Gazette published in 1909. In the years since, mainstream researchers have decided that the articles were a hoax, a fantastic story designed to sell newspapers. Hey,
4: 19th century affair. clickbait. Yep. Eh, the media hasn't changed much.
2: Uh,
1: I just noticed after watching several of these videos with you, the fucking fish has a tinfoil hat.
0: Oh, you just noticed that?
1: <laughs> I just noticed the tinfoil hat.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's definitely got a tinfoil hat. Yeah. Um,
1: i mean that's pretty creative all right moving on
0: i think it's hilarious that even back then the media was fucking shady (laughs) you know
1: bro they've always been shady always how government how do we control what people how do we control what people know oh we just need to own what tells them what to know
0: but at the same time it's like you know are there rogue reporters that have these articles (laughs) and the government's like oh shit (laughs) and then (laughs) they come in and stop them.
1: they write for the tabloids
0: and then of course the easy you know explanation is oh we're just trying to sell newspapers you know we're just coming up with these creative articles (laughs) Uh, blows my mind
2: fortunately that's true but many people believe the story is real and the smithsonian is covering it up Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hello? 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 I'm here. I'm here. Sorry. I was on hold a long time. How can I help you? Um, they transferred me to Marion. Yes, this is Marion. Okay, great. Uh, my name is AJ and I'm with The Y Files. We're a YouTube channel that covers mysteries. Did you
4: say you're
2: from YouTube? The Y Files is a channel on YouTube, yes. Okay, I wanted to talk to you about an article that was in the Phoenix Arizona Gazette in 1909, mm-hmm. and they sent me to you. I was hoping to ask you a couple of questions about that. Okay, let me stop you. No Egyptian artifacts of any kind have ever been found in North or South America. Sounds like you've given that speech before. Yes, I get this call a
4: couple of times a year. I can tell you that the Smithsonian
2: has never been involved in anything like this in the Grand Canyon or anywhere. So, G.E. Kincaid? (laughs) There's no record of anyone by that name ever working for
0: the Smithsonian. Okay. We're going to call the Smithsonian. We're going to do a special edition show.
1: Oh, shit. Really? Yeah?
0: And I'm going to call the Smithsonian. And I'm going to go, Where are the Giants at? (laughs) Oh, man. This is interesting shit i I wonder if this is a real call he just gave me a brilliant idea i think it's funny that if this is real you know obviously she's getting calls it's just a public relations lady oh man what a fun job that must be right because maybe she has no idea maybe she doesn't know shit probably doesn't oh man that's funny
2: the whole thing is a hoax. Yeah, that's the prevailing belief, but the Smithsonian has been accused of covering this up, so... Yeah, I don't have a response to that. You probably don't want to talk about giants or giant skeletons, huh? <laughs> hey,
4: goodbye.
2: That's the official story. Kincaid's cave is a hoax, so no reason to try and find it. Nothing to see here. Even
3: Kincaid himself wanted to keep people out. First, I would impress that the cavern is nearly inaccessible. The entrance is 1,486 feet down the sheer canyon wall. It is located on government land, and no visitor will be allowed there under penalty of trespass. The scientists wish to work unmolested, without fear of archaeological discoveries being disturbed by curio or relic hunters. A trip there would be fruitless, and the visitor would be sent on his way. Whether at the request of the Smithsonian,
2: or just to protect his find... It was clear that Kincaid wanted to dissuade people from finding the Citadel. But even over a hundred years later, that wouldn't stop people from trying. And some of those people, they say they found it. Really? I'm listening. Jerry Wills and his wife Kathy have been studying the Kincaid Cave mystery for years. Their approach was, find the original base camp of the explorers, which would lead them to the cave. After years of research and exploring the area where G.E. Kincaid said he found the cave, Jerry and Kathy found a location covered in artifacts from that time. And on the canyon wall just below this area, they believe is the entrance to the underground city. Exploring is difficult, though. The entire area where the cave is supposed to be is designated off-limits by the federal government.
4: Oh, I saw that
2: coming. About a thousand caves have been discovered in the Grand Canyon, many of them man-made, but only about 30 have been mapped, and many of those have been sealed.
4: Oh, I close them off!
2: Oh, for your safety.
4: Oh, uh, that's a bunch of bullshit.
2: Yeah, I I don't buy the safety excuse either. There are plenty of people who'd be willing to take the risk. And they'd be willing to sign a waiver that says the government isn't responsible if something happens. In fact, people have tried this. The government still says, no, it's too dangerous. Eh, How nice of the government to look after us. Isn't that nice? Then why is it legal to jump out of a plane or ride a roller coaster or drive a car? Some things in life are dangerous, but they're still worth doing. Some other caves in the Grand Canyon have been blocked by steel gates. They say this is to protect the bat population.
4: Whoa, 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 did you say bats? We have to protect the bats?
2: That's what they say.
4: Well, haven't bats caused enough problems these last few years? Allegedly.
2: Still, people are willing to risk a fine or an imprisonment to find the lost city in the Grand Canyon. But anyone who goes looking should expect a response. When Jerry and Kathy's team tried to explore the area, suddenly an unmarked plane appeared. Clearly, they were being watched. Despite this part of the Grand Canyon being a no-fly zone and the fact that no aircraft is allowed to fly below the rim, a plane appeared. Jerry Wills is convinced this was a warning. His team was unable to continue their expedition. Exploring the cave from above is almost impossible, but what about exploring it from below as G.E. Kincaid did? Another group of explorers tried this. As they approached the location, a black helicopter showed up. Not a tourist helicopter, not even a black civilian helicopter an Apache Combat Helicopter. When this team explored the area above, looking for the ventilation shafts Kincaid wrote about, and possibly a way down, they found cement blocks in the middle of nowhere. Some of these blocks are platforms near the edge of the rim with hardware and anchors that would be used to assist mountaineers. When asked about this, the authorities say these are reinforcing structures to prevent rock falls. Also in this forbidden zone, rock formations have unusual names. There's Isis Temple, Tower of Set, Horus, the Cheops Pyramid, and Ra. There's also the Manu Temple, the Buddha Temple, the Krishna Temple, and the Shiva Temple, and many more names that refer to ancient Egyptian and Hindu cultures, cultures that specifically have myths about a god helping civilization after the Great Flood. The official word is, the fact that these names exist within the Grand Canyon's no-go zone is a coincidence, but I don't really believe in those. Do you? David Hatcher Childress is a French author who's published 200 books. He often covers ancient mysteries. He believes the United States government is actively suppressing archaeological discoveries. He mentions that, while the film Raiders of the Lost Ark is fiction, the final scene showing the warehouse is close to reality. That the Smithsonian, an independent federal agency, is hiding some of the most important discoveries made in the Americas. He says the cover-up began in 1881, with famous geologist John Wesley Powell. Powell appointed Cyrus Thomas the director of the Eastern Mound Division of the Smithsonian Institution's Bureau of Ethnology. When Thomas came to the Smithsonian, he believed there was a race of mound builders that were distinct from and arrived before the American Indians. This school of thought is called diffusionism, which says throughout history, there's been a widespread dispersion of culture and civilization, even across great distances. The Smithsonian took the opposite approach. It promoted isolationism, which says most civilizations are isolated from each other and have little contact, especially when separated by large bodies of water. It was held that the advanced and highly populated civilizations of the Ohio and Mississippi valleys were rare, and that they didn't have contact with other advanced cultures like the Aztecs, the Toltecs, or the Maya. But the Mississippi River runs from Canada all the way to the Gulf of Mexico. To say these cultures were isolated is like saying that people in the Black Sea had no contact with people in the Mediterranean. That's ridiculous. When ancient mounds of the American Midwest are examined, they show the existence of a complex culture, cities larger than those in Europe at the time. They also show burials of extremely tall people, sometimes seven or eight feet tall. When the Spiro mounds were excavated in the 1930s, seven and eight foot tall skeletons were found at a time when the average height of a human male was about five foot six. Those skeletons have been lost. In 1892, stone coffins were discovered in Alabama by Frank Burns during a geological survey. The coffins were about seven and a half feet long, hollowed out by fire and metal chisels. The findings were sent to the Smithsonian. In 1984, this report was found by researcher Frederick J. Pohl. He asked the Smithsonian about this. They said we have not been able to find the specimens in our collections, though records show that they were received.
4: Well, how do you lose giant stone
2: coffins? That weighed several tons? I I don't know.
4: And never underestimate the incompetence of the federal government.
2: Eight years later, the Smithsonian said they found the coffins, but they were stored in a warehouse that was contaminated by asbestos so nobody could go in there to see them. During World War II, a crew was building an airship in Alaska. They excavated a mound that had gigantic human remains. Skeletons twice or three times the size of a normal human. This report has been confirmed by multiple sources. The Smithsonian collected the findings, and that was the last anyone heard about it. There were stories like this from Alaska all the way down to Mexico City. An amazing discovery is made. The Smithsonian steps in. The story disappears. The saying, skeletons in your closet means you have secrets you don't want revealed. Secrets that, if discovered, would be embarrassing and possibly dangerous. In the case of the Smithsonian, skeletons in the closet could be taken literally, but the government literally has evidence that an advanced race was in North America long before the native tribes arrived. Evidence they don't want revealed. Mainstream science says this is nonsense, but the Hopi and other Grand Canyon tribes do believe this. The Hopi say that when the first people emerged from the Grand Canyon, they sent a message to the Temple of the Sun asking for a blessing of peace. That messenger hasn't returned. But even today in Hopi villages, at sundown, tribal elders can be seen on rooftops gazing toward the setting sun, waiting for the messenger to come home. And when he does, the ancient land will be returned to the first people. Now that's an optimistic belief. The United States spent 200 years taking land from the first people. You really think they're gonna give it back? Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. My name is AJ. That's Hecklefish. This has been the Y-Files. If you had fun or learned anything, do us a favor and like, subscribe, comment, and share. That stuff really helps the channel. And like most topics we cover here, today's was recommended by you. So if there's a story you'd like to see...
0: Thank you, Y-Files, for another fun video.
1: <laughs> yeah, that one was way better.
0: That was not bad. Um, okay, well, what to unpack here. Smithsonian at it again, once again, talking about giants, possible extraterrestrial intervention.
1: Those little rascals. Uh,
0: man, I don't even... Ancient civilizations. Uh, gosh. I don't know. I, everybody was like, you know, storm storm Area 51. I'm like, storm the, the Smithsonian. You know what I mean? Well,
1: right? Like, Forget Area 51. <laughs> it's a decoy. Yeah, yeah. Let's get after that from the Smithsonian.
0: I think uh, I think there's stuff there. I, I wish uh, I wish there was a way to find somebody that worked there that uh, would go off record, tell us some shit.
1: Be willing to talk.
0: <laughs> if I had money, I'd bribe them. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> Bro, I'm poor. You're poor.
0: I know. <laughs> uh, I I don't know what to think about this. Um, I do believe giants have been covered up. Giant skeletons. skeletons? Oh
1: yeah, giants were 1,000% covered up. Yeah.
0: For sure. Um, This whole... When you actually show pictures of caves blocked off, weird cement structures, anchor points in the Grand Canyon and the excuses like to prevent rock falls. I just and it's don't a part of the it.
1: Grand Canyon you're not even supposed to be at? yeah you sure about that?
0: <laughs> and then these unmarked planes and freaking uh, I just I don't know i the mystery these types of things really bother the shit out of me because I just want to know the truth. that's all I want.
1: We have covered this in the past, Mike uh yes, one thousand percent. Um, they are uh, they are hiding, like, I believe they are working with the government to cover up um, evidence. Not even just evidence that they don't want, to, like technology-wise, just evidence that there's more to what's around us than what we know. Sure. Um, I mean, technology-wise, yeah, absolutely. Like, there was a guy that invented an engine that ran off water. He literally, he literally, I found the desert suiciding himself twice in the back of the head. Like, (laughs) I'm just saying.
0: We haven't even talked on the show about zero point energy, really, which is uh, the way to harness the electromagnetic field that's around us um, to create free energy, basically. Um, Yeah. I know that there's people developing. um,
1: Like, riddle me this, all this technology for electric cars. And You mean to tell me we don't have a way to make it where it's a self charging?
0: Oh, we absolutely do.
1: You know what I mean? Like, you, need, you mean to tell me it can't. You mean to tell me a Tesla or a Rivian or yeah. any other of these electric vehicles? They have zero way to figure out how to make it where they're self charging while going down the road.
0: Oh, no, absolutely. Uh, I'm um if you haven't looked up zero point energy, I highly suggest you Google zero point energy and learn a little bit about it. It's pretty interesting stuff. Um, and I think it's the, uh, even more so than giants, um, alien races, anything crazy that you've heard lizard people. I think it's the most important conspiracy there is the fact that we could have free energy for the whole world. Um, eliminating things like world hunger, um, famine, things like that with free energy. my God, but look at the energy companies, you know look at the oil companies. Uh, the government, the governments of the world would never allow that to happen. But uh, zero point energy I believe is a real thing. And um, I kind of I, I've heard theories about the uh, pyramids being basically um, uh, power stations and uh almost like a power plant. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of I kind of wonder if there's something to that that maybe they were harnessing zero point energy and maybe that's why all these ancient civilizations were able to do the crazy things they did because they figured out but, how to harness it.
1: Egyptians were too busy riding their fucking dinosaurs.
0: <laughs> oh man, I wish there was proof of that. I wish there was proof. <laughs> Dutch is just dropping knowledge. Yeah. Smithsonian's full of shit. (laughs) The Forbidden Zone. Yeah, Scott, there are very, very deep rabbit holes.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. Huge, huge amounts of rabbit holes.
0: Hundreds of Egyptian artifacts in the tunnels of the Grand Canyon. The date back to the era of ancient Egyptian King Ramses. Smithsonian cover up 110%. My buddy Mike says, before Tesla, the hybrids used the energy from breaking to charge back the hybrid battery. Where would that go? Why isn't Tesla doing that? Yeah. (laughs) I'm still wondering why no one has kept digging to find the base of the pyramids. Are they giant? made My God, could you imagine?
1: Uh, that's because Egypt I uh, sure Egypt is suing Netflix.
0: Really? For what? Yeah.
1: Uh Netflix and their quest for wokeness is making a Cleopatra movie.
0: Oh shit.
1: One of the most famous Egyptian queens ever, famous for being what? A, a white whore. lady. Oh a my bad. <laughs> a white lady. <laughs> Jesus oh,
0: Christ geez. Chris my bad
1: anyway famous for being a white lady and guess what they did they went and cast an african-american lady as cleopatra okay. and egypt is pissed about it they are they are suing do they not. wanted a white lady well yeah they want they want to be historically accurate okay bro go to the middle east and try to have wokeness i guarantee you it ain't gonna go well <laughs>
0: oh man yeah you know
1: (laughs) I mean I'm telling you right now go set set anything like send any of these woke folks over (laughs) to the Middle East Egypt places like that see how long they last they will be crying to come back to this oppressive regime
0: (laughs) I just want to make a public apology to uh, people of Egyptian culture I did not mean to call Cleopatra a whore I meant to call her a dirty whore. She was a dirty, dirty whore. And... She was
1: a loving lady, and when her dude died, she went down with him.
0: Well, she went down all right. That dirty Cleopatra.
1: Bro, she had got a cobra biter so that she could go with him.
0: That's that's pretty gangster, actually.
1: That's a gangster-ass way to go.
0: It's a down-ass girl, I'll tell you that.
1: That's a, that's a hell yeah.
0: Oh, that, man. That
1: is the definition of a ride or die
0: no totally um yeah uh do you think egypt is probably the most mysterious of all ancient cultures
1: i want to say it's uh right up there in the running mainly due to the fact that they really don't let outsiders come in to do any kind of investigating yeah like after you know after the british like ate most of the mummies they really really uh kind of locked down who was allowed to come in and look at stuff
0: Hmm.
1: Which really, what the fuck is that about Britain?
0: Yeah, <laughs> white people, you know.
1: <laughs> Fucking white people! I <laughs> swear to God, I <laughs> swear to God, who in their right mind was just cruising like, let's dig up these people. You know what? I'm kind of hungry. Put on the pot. <laughs>
0: <They're>... <laughs> white people in history have always been like, that's cool. I'll have that. <laughs> they just go in and take the shit. Fucking, oh, the most gangster. Sport. Of all people,
1: hipsters existed. They were like, wow, this, like, please enjoy this mummy with a side of boot leather. (laughs) It's it's an Uh, IPA.
0: I mean, I guess if I was super rich and powerful, I'd want some cool shit in my house too, like some swords, you know, a mummy, (laughs) shit that nobody else has.
1: Treating treating a mummy like it's a fucking uh, shawarma sitting there on a rotisserie (laughs) carving off a piece. Oh,
0: man oh that's brutal uh yeah um oh yeah mike mentions a, a good point there is a great show um on netflix uh, i forget what it's called like ancient something something like that um but uh graham hancock he's been on the joe rogan experience many times and
1: was he the dude that's like exploring like he was doing like lidar and stuff to, like on ancient
0: I don't know if he was involved in that, but he's definitely one of the people that says that,
1: uh, yeah, yep. our I, I, cultures... I yeah, our ancient cultures, yeah,
0: ancient apocalypse, yep.
1: That's the show I was thinking of. I watched a little bit of it, it's really thought provoking stuff.
0: Oh, yeah, I have uh, my mother in law gave me one of his early books, uh, called Fingerprints of the Gods. Super yeah. interesting book, yeah. Um, I have to do a book review on that someday. Um, yeah it gets it really opens your mind and um a lot of his colleagues fucking hate him because you know he's just going against every, everything they've worked for their entire lives and everything they've been taught but you know if we believed everything that we were taught you know where would we be as a civilization you know oh so. man
1: exactly um man it's it's a travesty what the school system is nowadays oh yeah
0: oh yeah I don't know. I just want answers and I appreciate guys like Graham Hancock that are going out there and looking for them. And, uh, you know, his theories, if you come, if you come to it from, um, an angle of, oh, I've gone to school and I've heard about all this stuff and learned about all this stuff, this guy's out of his mind, but you're not an archeologist yourself, or there are archeologists and, um, People that study that shit that say he's full of shit. And I'm like, man, I don't know. He's got some good points. We might have to uh talk about some of the um stuff on that show, Ancient Apocalypse. I haven't gotten through the whole thing, but uh it's all stuff that I've heard before. Um, because he's been talking about it for years. He's wrote plenty of books. Um but uh man, I, <laughs> every time we talk about ancient civilizations, I just it just blows my mind how much is hidden from us, you know?
1: Man, it's, it's an absolute... It's that's it's a fun ride, talking about the ancient cultures and stuff like that and looking at everything. Because um, I'm 100% on board with you. And the fact that we did, we had a... There was a very advanced time period on this planet. And mm-hmm. then something went wrong. Somewhere. And yes, no, my car is not done yet. <laughs> uh please do not judge the boxes on the on the hood i had nowhere else to put all my air ride stuff um
0: yeah exciting but
1: uh but no i mean something there was a great cataclysm or something maybe the use of that energy just backfired on them you know what i mean maybe yeah. they got too big for their bridges and thought they could get away with it and it and it backfired and here we are now
0: yeah it's just uh I don't know if I'd be willing to. I would say that hiding the knowledge and suppressing the knowledge of our ancient past is uh, a crime against humanity. It right. Really you see that,
1: but maybe this is one of those situations where we're the, kid, we're the spoiled kid who wants the answer and wants the technology right now. And maybe in an absolute plot twist, the government's like, we cannot handle this. We are not going to use it again.
0: The government's saving us from ourselves. Right. <laughs> what if it's an
1: absolute plot twist? You got to look at it from all angles. You know what I mean? Like, I mm. really want to be like government bad. But what if in an absolute plot twist, they're like, look, we've tried it a few times. We yeah. keep fucking it up. We're good.
0: It could very well be. And I'm, I'm on board with Dutch here. Uh, why did NASA switch from deep sea mapping in 1958 to getting us off the planet? Very interesting.
1: I mean, I've heard. See, I keep hearing that that's a that's a uh old wives' tale.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Maybe we'll have Dutch on to talk to us about it. <laughs>
1: like I've always heard that. I keep hearing that's an old wives' tale. Cause I've heard that too. And I mean, if it's, if it's true, it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, why do we shift such gear so hard? But I mean, at the same time, I don't know, man. Like, I mean, Dutch seems to be way more knowledgeable than me.
0: Oh yeah, if you. <laughs> If you've been, see, I've never really taken one subject and studied it for 20 years. (laughs) Dutch has been researching ancient civilizations for 20 years. (laughs) Uh, I'm just I like, that's where my ADHD comes in. I'm all all over the place with this kind of shit. So I just, uh, I don't know, it's a mysterious world we live in. And uh, I think there's far more to our ancient past than we know. And I've said that many, many times. And hold uh, on a second here. Friend of the show, Joshua, said he has had some recent Bigfoot activity around his home trying to catch it on game cam. I'm very oh. excited about this. Yes, absolutely. Shit. Yes, absolutely. We've been waiting for some, uh, some more information. But uh, please, if you have any stories, let us know. Um, okay, Dutch, I want to know what your theory about. Maybe we'll have Dutch on for an Atlantis show. I want let's, to,
1: let's just have Dutch on next week. Dutch, yeah. free up your calendar.
0: Yeah, free up your calendar. He's been pretty busy with car stuff. but. I mean, um, he's
1: been laying it down with that stuff.
0: Yeah. We need about an hour of your time, dude. <laughs> Tell us just, about Atlantis.
1: <laughs> just an hour.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'll... Uh, I'll talk to Dutch about it and see if we can get him on. Um, Scott says, uh, "I agree, Chris. Our past has been erased and been modified. The truth is out there; just need to explore the rabbit holes." Yeah, for sure. Um, I
1: mean, I mean, again, I'm gonna say, what if it's a plot twist?
0: Could be, man. I, I, I don't know.
1: Because I mean, you got you got your kids that mm. want that super hot thing, and you're like, "Hey, don't do that." Yeah. And they do it anyway, and they fucked themselves up. And you're like, "Told you."
0: Well, I mean, going back to zero point energy, free power sounds great, right?
1: It sounds great, but what if?
0: Till you I mean, use it for the... evil, <laughs> you know. <what> I mean? <laughs>
1: Next thing you know, there's portals popping up. Yep. <laughs> with wieners.
0: <laughs> yep. And that's what happens. But anything's possible, right? Thousand percent, maybe. <laughs>
1: thousand percent maybe always thousand percent maybe
0: yeah and i'll tell you what i won't be doing this weekend i will not be sticking my dick in a portal
1: not even a little bit
0: (laughs) not even a little bit um that's it thank you guys for joining us once again for talking paranormal we'll see you next week hopefully we can get dutch on maybe we'll be talking about atlantis you never know
1: Uh, i i mean i think we can talk just about anything dutch is gonna know about it
0: (laughs) yeah right I don't I don't think we've covered a subject that he doesn't have some sort of you know theory or information on. I can't
1: I can't remember we ever have it.
0: No. Hmm. no. Correct Josh. Not even the tip. On that I... note. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Remember, if you haven't told your friends, maybe you're ashamed that on your saturday night you're listening to this crazy show (laughs) when all your friends are out at a poker game or (laughs) doing something they're at the they're at the baseball games and shit and you're listening or watching our show we appreciate you and uh
1: just tell them every saturday night you have a date with two absolute smoke shows
0: (laughs) 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 i like that yeah yeah and say hey you could be part of it too (laughs) Like they get
1: very into the chat. They're they're interactive. They'll do kind of what we ask. They don't even, they don't even charge us. They just show up.
0: Uh, yes, Dutch. That was a call out next Saturday, seven p.m. my time. The
1: big one keeps talking about chocolate starfish and portals. I don't know.
0: <laughs> All right, guys. We will see you next week. Thanks for watching. See y'all. Chris and Matt out. Peace.